At this time, you're going to be in our hands of Evangelist Veronica Stanton. Let's say amen for us. She come early message. Amen. God bless. God bless. Can we just unmute our phones real quick and just give God a praise? Just can we just shout out to, to the Most High to recognize who He is in spite of what we're going through? He's still awesome. He's still mighty. Hey, God, he's still on time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Your phone's still muted. Sister Vanessa. Thank you. Your muted. I, I, I'm looking at your phone. Thank God, you. I, I really want to hear. He's speaking. Our praises be on our lips. His praises be on our lips. You know, because at a time like this, we need, we need to recognize who God is. We need to praise the God of all creation. Hallelujah. Glory to his wonderful name. Thank you, God. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Hearing 
by the word of God. We know these things because we study to show ourselves approved. We study because uh, we, we want God to be pleased with us. But our faith must be tried. Do we believe the words of the, of the Lord? James is in, in this in, in this particular chapter. James is encouraging the um, Gentiles that um, no matter what you're going through, we got to trust. We got to trust in God. We must have faith, and, and, and it's not just our works. We have to believe what we're what we have to believe that the God that we're trusting. In this in this particular um, chapter, what I what I want to what I want to bring to mind is for to our to, to our attention is that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We must be certain that our God will take care of our business. We must be certain that the Word of God is powerful and is sharper than two any two-edged sword. We must be certain that. God will protect and God shall provide. But he said here, uh, a double-minded, a double-minded person is unstable. A double person, a double-minded person is is unbalanced. A double-minded person is unsure of what it is that he or she is believing in or believing on. God wants us to understand we should have no doubt. We should have one mind and we should have one faith. I'm going to take you to um, Genesis, the, ch- the 22nd chapter, verses 7, when um, um, Abraham was had grabbed his son Isaac and took him up to be sacrificed um, on the altar. Although Isaac seen the wood, he seen the fire, he seen the knife, he did not see the sacrifice. But Abraham, his father, his father believed in what God had said. And he said unto him, God shall provide. That means God already got an, um, something set aside for us. Do we believe that God is going to provide in a time such as this? Is God going to come through? He don't want us to be double-minded and trusting in him and trusting in his word. Abraham got up to where he, what God had told him to be, to uh, sacrifice his son. And he told him, and God had a ram in the thicket, and God had a, had a ram in the bush. God provided. Why? Because Abraham believed God. He trusted the word of God. That's why he became the father of faith. And that's how we know right now today that, that God is going to provide in us because we believe in our heart. We believe the word of God. Today, I just want to encourage you to have one mind, one faith, and no doubt. Today, we should have no doubt that God shall provide for us. In in this pandemic, in in what's going on through Corona, because the God word said he will protect us. God word said that no pestilence should come nigh us. That God word said even even when when we go through something, God is still there. I'm going to take you to um, Daniel's, the third chapter. We're going to talk a little bit about the Hebrew boys. Even though the Hebrew boys got through in the fire, they still believe God. They say, if God do not we know he's able. Hallelujah. Although we're going through some fire, although we're in the fire, although we're going through something, we got to believe, though, in, 
Hallelujah. Why? Because we had no doubt. The, the Hebrew boys had no doubt. Um, Abraham had no doubt. He believed that God is because God done it before. If he did it before, he can do it again, saints. I just want to encourage y'all on today. Don't be double-minded in your faith. Trust the God that you say you're going to trust. He, the Hebrew boys trusted God. They stood out. Abraham trusted God. Even as he was on his way, even when God told him to do a certain thing, he knew God will provide. We got to understand that our faith cannot be shaken in a time such as this. We got to have one mind. We have to have one faith. And we got to have no doubt. We got to understand that God will come through. Even in our health challenges. Even in our financial situations. Even when the storms of life is raging. If we go back up the, uh, a couple of more verses, it, it says uh, we're waving. You can wave like this, but James was in, encouraging the Gentiles and the Hebrews and the Jews at this time that you do not have to waver. Your faith in God has to stand. And we and, and our faith go through trials. It must come through the fire. We got to believe that God is who he say he is. Do not have no doubt. Do not have no fear. Stay in one faith. One faith and believing that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. God knows who we are. God knows exactly where we at and God will provide. Y'all be blessed y'all pray for me as I pray for you. Amen. Beautiful. We thank the Lord for that early word. I'm asking our district, uh, I'm not district missionary, uh, Dr. Lanham to prepare uh, and I'm going to ask uh, Sister Vanetta, can you read us uh, our tithes and offer? We thank God for our Sister Wanda uh, being on with us today. Amen. Amen. We thank God for her. Amen. And, and anybody Amen. else who anybody else who we don't see, we thank Amen. God. God bless Sister Wanda. For you. God bless you. Hey, Sister Wanda. Hey there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Vanetta. All right. Malachi 3. Take my gum out my mouth. <laughs> all right, all right. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, said it the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast their fruit before the time in the field. That is the Lord of hosts. Lord, have a blessing reading on your word. Thank you. Amen. Oh, grace and eternal God, we thank you for those that tied it, God, to your ministry. We thank you for those that gave an offering. God, we thank you for those that didn't have an offering to give, that they may next time have to give. And they may not feel ashamed. God, we ask that you bless each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. amen. All right. At this time, we bring in our Dr. Rochelle Landingham on the floor. Let's say amen for us. Amen. Now, God bless you all. I need your prayers, everybody. As you can see, and, and looking at me in my background, I'm not feeling well. Oh, Lord. Pastor, I think that thing in my stomach, that infection, is trying to 
crop up on me again. Oh, Lord. I'm going to uh, call a doctor tomorrow and see if he can give me an antibiotic because I sure don't want to go to the hospital. Oh, man. I really, truly don't want to do that. It's too much pain in the hospitals. So yeah. hopefully you can just give me something to ease it until we can get it checked out. Okay. Hallelujah. Gotta pray for me, okay? Amen. Yeah. Amen. That don't stop. I know I'm still in my nightgown. That's all right. This, this is really intimate, ain't it? You can, <laughs> I could be laying here on my couch <laughs> in my nightgown and still talking to you guys. God is good. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your outstretched hand, Lord. We thank you for how your all-seeing is always on ourselves and our families and everything that we do. We thank you for keeping us and protecting us, Lord, from danger seen and unseen. We thank you for, for, for protecting our households and giving us what we need, Father. Now, in this message, Lord, open up the minds and the understanding of the people so that they can hear what you're trying to say and they can understand it, Lord. And it goes to their heart so they can live it. And I, and allow me to decrease. I want to decrease as you increase in the spirit in me through this message. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Amen, everybody. It's so good to see everybody. I want to say before I forget it, don't forget uh, Bible study on Wednesday and the lesson that we talked about. We will be talking about Ephesians chapter 5. So you write that down, please. And... Um, Make sure that you study it and that you read the read the chapters uh, and, and read the chapter five so that we can have a hearty discussion. I'm going to talk today about something that uh, it hits home to all of us, and I want us to look at ourselves as I as I talk to this. I'm talking to our Christians and our Christian faith now. I'm not talking about the world, but I'm talking about us. Because these are some things that can creep up in our lives and not make us effective. It can take the, 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 the seasoning of the salt away from us. And if the salt is not seasoned, it's really it's really bland. It's, it's worth nothing. And we don't want to be like that. We want our life to be uh, pleasing to God and we want others to be touched by our lives. So I'm going to go today into the seven deadly sins. And we're going to decipher them and uh, think about what this is so that we can pray and that we can help someone else with it. The very first one, oh, y'all, hold on just for a minute. My dog is outside. Let me just let him in real quick. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. Oh. from these things the first one is lust 
And I'm going to take you to 2 Timothy 2 and 22. 2 Timothy 2 and 22. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. And that reads as follows. Verse 2. God is so marked here. Okay. It says, Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. It tells us in that particular uh, verse that we should follow chastity. What is chastity? I know we've heard that word, but what does it really mean? Well, chastity can be another word for self-control. Self-control cures less by controlling passion and levering that energy for the good of others. So in essence, if you're lusting after something, that means you have a passion for it and you have a great desire. But we can control that by leveraging it with energy for the good of others. So if we're in that type of a position and we find ourselves doing that, first of all, we have to pray and ask the Lord to help us with this feeling. But let's think about what our lust can possibly do to other people. Could our lust for something that would possibly destroy our home help in this matter? No, it would touch our children, it would touch our husbands or our loved ones or whoever is in that position. So we have to be able to be strong enough to control ourselves and to control those passions. Yes, they come. How do you control them? Well, you control them by thinking and slowing down enough to make the right decision. See, because lust and passion will take us and it'll it'll flow us away like the river. And we jump in the river and the current is high. You know, it's hard fighting the current. If you're in that water, you're gonna roll where, where it takes you. That's what lust does. It rolls, it rolls you right to where it wants to take you. And then after that, the deed is done. So we have to slow ourselves down before we even look like we wanna jump in the river We have to ration with ourselves and say, do I really need to do this? Is this going to cause harm to me and my family? Is this going to be something that will embarrass me and spoil my name? You know, you have to make those decisions and you have to slow yourself down in order to do that. So that's the first one. The second one is gluttony. 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. It reads, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Temperance, and temperance again is self-control. Temperance cures gluttony. So controlling yourself, controlling your desires, controlling your feelings, 
it cures gluttony by implanting the desire to be healthy, therefore making one fit to serve others. If you're, if you're gluttonous, that means you want everything that you see. The first thing we think about when we talk about gluttony is food. You want to eat everything up there, or you want a piece of everything. You want some of everything that goes out. If you see two pieces, you want to take one instead of a slice, which makes us really overweight. It gives us high blood pressure. It gives us uh, sugar diabetes, diabetes, heart problems. Oh, man, now my battery is running low. Okay, hold on, you guys. Jeez. Distribution missionary, did you say 1 Corinthians 10 and 31 or 10 and 21? I said 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on another minute. I got to plug my, my thing in so I don't go off. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay, guys, thank you. Okay, so we talked about lust and we talked about gluttony. Gluttony can also be something other than food. You can be gluttonous in anything. Gluttony means you just want to take it all. You want have you want you want all of what it is to have. You don't want to share with nobody. You just want it all. You just want it all in yourself. And what the, the lesson is telling us with that is if we think about how we need to be healthy and not eating everything under the sun, but choosing making good choices and things. That is a way to solve gluttony because it's going to make you want to exercise. It's going to make you want to stop eating the wrong things and be in shape. And why would you do that? So you can help somebody else in the kingdom of God. Because you're not going to be any good dead or sick or, or you know, cripple. You're not going to be good to anybody, especially anybody that's in need in the kingdom. So that's why we do not want to commit that type of a, a sin. Greed is different than gluttony because greed, gluttony means you want to take everything that there is and just eat it until you just can't eat no more, until you just, your stomach is too stuffed. Greed means, greed is Hebrews 13 and 5. Let's go to Hebrews 13 and 5. That's Hebrews 13 and 5. Let me find it here. Timothy James. Hebrews 13 and 5. That reads, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things that ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that means that God says it's going to be enough for you. You don't have to feel greedy and take everything that is there for yourself. Take what you need and then give give what you what's left. You know, take what you need and give what's left to somebody else. Now, I'm going to give you a good example of this. You know how we have the food baskets that we give the food to people 
that need food? Well, I would always get one of those baskets because I felt, well, you know, I need the food too. You know, I got a pantry downstairs and I can put the canned goods in the pantry and this, that, and other. And uh, they would bring milk and, you know, all of the stuff that's good in the package. But what it would do in my house is it would overfill my refrigerator. It would overfill my freezer. And my daughter said, Mama, somebody... We lost her because she is no longer on site. On the site, we lost her. Yes, but she plugged it in. It ain't nothing but the enemy. The word was getting good. Oh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all. The word was getting good. Veronica, yep. Veronica, was you too? We're gonna wait just a was, was I too, Pastor? Yeah, we're gonna wait just a, oh. we're gonna wait just just hold on. We're gonna wait just a few minutes. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna call her and, 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 and then. Okay. <laughs> All right, Veronica, go ahead, because your message was good, too. Yes, sir. Um, basically, uh, what I want to continue to in, uh, encourage us about, y'all, is to um, don't doubt God. Don't doubt what he is saying. Don't doubt what the word of God has decreed and declared that we have. Okay, can you still get that going? basically what Jay was saying, we're unstable. That means you're uncertain. Okay, I just told Veronica you know to talk to you. And God wants us to be certain, okay? He wants us to know without a shadow of a doubt that his promises are real, his promises are true, and his promise goes to his children. We are his children. And matter of fact, Abraham, because he he made that covenant with God, we became heirs of Abraham, of his promise that he made to um, Abraham, because we have been drafted in. We have been drafted in. Why? Because we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have we have been drafted in. So we, we get the promises that was made unto God's children. And we are God's children. And he wants us to understand that his word is true and it's forever. His word is forever and ever. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. He will never leave us. Although, you know what I'm saying? Things may come up on us like sickness or a or, 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 or tragedy in our family. You know, we lose our we lose loved ones and things like that. You know, but if it's the will of God, we must realize we must realize and trust the will of God. Double minded is un, is uncertainty. It's it's un, undecided. You know what I'm saying? We 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 can't be uncertain. We can't be undecided and and, and wavering the word of God. We must definitely be um, certain. Certain means to be firm, have a firm conviction that something is the case. We have in in the case of whatever we're going through, we know that God is true. 